Welcome into another episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your boy, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. I don't need an intro. I didn't have no motivation to do a podcast today. Then I went on YouTube and started listening, and they were going to talk about the Lakers and the Timberwolves, and they were going to talk about, I guess, how good LeBron's performance was. And it was like, oh, let's talk about how his play during AD's absence has helped his MVP case. Oh, my goodness. I have literally heard this question asked on 17 different shows and not different shows, but 17 episodes of like the same three shows that are on Fox Sports 1 and ESPN. Listen, you guys have got to get more content. And listen, I know it's all ratings driven, but this is why people are turning the podcast. This is why people are turning off the news media because, bro, listen, I'm a LeBron James fan. I have been saying that from day one. I am a guy that was born in Akron, Ohio, that loves LeBron, the NBA player, and stuff that he does in the community, blah, 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 blah. But, dude, how can y'all talk about the same tired topic every single day? Like, oh my goodness. Like, I know it gets ratings. I know exactly the formula that y'all use. I know why Skip Bayless is a LeBron hater. I know that he's like, oh, I'm just looking at it objectively, except that he doesn't hold people, other players, to the same standard that he holds LeBron to. I have the hiccups all of a sudden. Y'all have made me sick with this. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about all these narratives and how people will refuse to... Oh, we have a whole nother topic that we're going to get into about parity and markets and how people are like, oh, only the big markets win. And it's because the media only puts emphasis on L.A. and Boston, even though Boston's not even one of the top 10 biggest cities in the country, mind you. And also, oh, L.A. and New York and Chicago, even though Chicago has like no good sports teams except for... Like, can someone name me an actually good, consistently good franchise in Chicago? That's not taking a shot at Chicago. That's just talking facts. The Cubs have just recently been good, and they've underachieved for the past four years. The White Sox are promising. The Bulls have been in rebuild mode since Jordan left. Yeah, they had to run with Derrick Rose, but that team got... Once that team lost to the Heat the way they did where LeBron was like, hey, I'm going to guard Derrick Rose and hold him to like 29% shooting, the Bulls dynasty was over. Yeah, they were up 2-1 on the Cavs. And listen, I'm talking about LeBron, but here's my point. There are so many other stories going on in sports, and I know that I was starting a podcast earlier, and I didn't have anything to talk about, mainly because I don't get into NFL free agency for the main fact is that, number one, I'm not smart enough to know if these linemen are actually good or bad. I can just see the quarterback getting sacked, and I assume, hey, those offensive linemen aren't any good, and if the quarterback dances back there all day and has all day to throw, I'm like, hey, the linemen might be good. Let, but see, the national media, and listen, I love these shows. I really enjoy Undisputed. I really enjoy First Things First. I enjoy First Take. I love Kendrick Perkins. I understand that these people that are on TV are credentialed. So hear me when I say this. Like some of these people on Twitter are like, F these guys, they have no talent. Listen, Skip Bayless is not where he is on accident. Like he put the work in for years and years. Yes, he has a shtick. Yes, his on-air personality i'm not saying it's not him but it's definitely a formula to this right they definitely sit and that's why they always talk about the meetings before the show like they sit in there and they discuss what they're going to talk about so it's organized because it's a tv show and it's for ratings so i'm not going to hate on nick wright and brandon marshall and kevin wilds and stephen a smith and jalen rose and mike greenberg and all these guys because they really do do a great job on tv but bro like 
LeBron's not the only player in the NBA. This is why people hate LeBron so much. And sometimes they hate LeBron when it's not actually LeBron's fault. Like LeBron has been the face of the NBA for so long. He was kind of the guy that keeps all this thing so popular. But there are other stories going on in the NBA. Y'all were talking about a game in which LeBron went into the fourth quarter with 19 points against the Timberwolves, who were the worst team in the NBA, right? And which is saying a lot because the Houston Rockets have lost 17 games in a row, but somehow the Timberwolves and the Detroit Pistons have worse records than the minute than the uh, Houston Rockets. Sorry, I kind of stumbled there for a minute and lost my way. But yeah, like it's it's ridiculous that y'all can't come up with better things to talk about, especially. And I'm sure they may have covered it right. And I just clipped on a YouTube clip, but I'm like, bro, like. Every single day, it just goes on and on and on and on. It's like Tom Brady. It's like, we get it. He won seven Super Bowls. And Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one to the Jaguars. And he's the best prospect in 10 years. And y'all just keep regurgitating the same thing over and over and over. And people go to podcasts because what we try to do as podcasters is we try to be interesting and fresh. Like, I really feel bad that my last couple of podcasts have just been covering the entire landscape of both leagues, the NFL and the NBA. When I went through like the QB situations and then I went through each team in the play like that could make the playoffs in the NBA because I felt like I just kind of have been doing the same thing. So I'm going to start responding to some of these people. And listen, that's not a shot at anybody like I'm not taking I mean, I could sit here all day and bag on Skip Bayless. It would be so easy for me to do. I don't believe number one in burning bridges. Number two, when he says something I disagree with, I'll, I'll call him out. Like, I've been known to do that before. But I'm not going to sit here and act like the dude didn't put the work in. And listen, the more y'all hate Skip Bayless, the more, like, he just got a huge contract extension at Fox. Why? Because people are obviously watching the show. A lot of people, because they hate Skip. A lot of people watch it because they love Shannon. And they do have really good conversations when it's not about LeBron, when it's not about Tom Brady. When it's not about something that each one has dug in on a side, I believe their conversations are actually really good, right? And obviously, the politics in the sports is something that I choose not to cover a whole lot because I, I believe that politics is important. I also believe that it's so divisive on the internet, especially in 2021. Like, people have dug in so hardcore on whatever side they're on, right or left, that a lot of us seemingly in the middle like on like non-essential issues like to me like i think there's a lot of things that i'm like oh me 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 and somebody on the left because i'm i lean a little more toward the right no i'm not a racist homophobic person i'm but i i just politically i have beliefs that i hold to that i'm not going to discuss here but i have a lot of friends that disagree with me but we're able to have open honest conversations because they're not like sticking points right and so when I do the sports podcast, it's for entertainment, it's for fun. Like, I want to talk about sports, I want to get some laughs off, I want people to be able to enjoy my podcast. I'm not doing this to make y'all angry. Even when I kind of go at Twitter fans on here, 
it, it, a lot of it's tongue in cheek. Like it's fun because once I get off the mic, once I'm done ranting and raving, like trust me, I'm going about the rest of my day because I don't have to turn on the Facebook or the Twitter. Like if I see something I don't like and I start getting irritated, I just go do something else, right? Like I have a brand new son. He's four months old. His name is Elijah. He's awesome. I have a family that I'm helping support. I have a job. And so I have friends that I talk to. And so like my life does not revolve around what people say on the internet because a lot of times people are number one trying to get a reaction right so they get on the internet and they say something crazy we call them trolls and there are funny trolls out there and like hey keep doing your thing but then there's other people who are just trying to stir the pot right and then there's people out there who just say things and they don't have any kind of information to back up what they're saying so like why would i waste my time on someone i saw this earlier on twitter and i'm trying to remember the exact conversation Oh yeah, someone was talking about somebody, something other, I don't remember what it was, and this guy was like, you're a Tyreek Hill fan, like, that's the guy that beat up his wife, and I'm like, that's not even what happened with Tyreek Hill, like, what Tyreek Hill did was bad, really bad, and don't condone it at all, but he kicked a girl that he was not married to in a hallway, he didn't beat up his wife, like, he kicked a woman, which is assault, and he should not have done it. But the person was, the point was the person was telling the other person that they didn't know the facts. And then they just said something super erroneous that made no sense, right? And once again, not condoning what Tyree killed it. It was awful. Like, and dude, his, his homies, or his, his friends were trying to like hold him back. Yes, I said the word homies. I have homies too. For me, that's not like a black, white thing. That's just like, it's a term that I like to consider friends. Like his friends were really trying to be friends in that situation and keep him out of trouble. And we went way over on that. And so it's just funny because I see people on Twitter that just kind of like run their mouth and have no idea what they're talking about. But like you have a choice in life. You can either like sit there and be upset about all these Twitter trolls or ignorant people on the Internet. And I'm not saying that everybody on the inter on the Internet is ignorant, but you can tell the people that are. You can tell the people, especially in sports, right, because we're all fans and we all have opinions and we all have teams that we root for and players that we root for, right? And so when these discussions come up, we, we'd like to have facts and stats to back up our arguments, right? So if I was going to take Jordan over LeBron, which I'm not going to do, which, and you know, I can always change my mind halfway through a sentence, just so y'all know, like I can literally be talking about something and halfway through be like, I'm not going to talk. You know what? Maybe I will talk about it, right? So we can talk about how many points LeBron has scored and how many points Michael has in the rings and the rebounds. But like, if I'm going to have that conversation, with somebody and they bring up some stats that refute my argument i'm at least going to respect them because it's like hey you took time to like really tell me why you can't be like because lebron sucks like that's not an argument bro he's not clutch well explain to me how he's not clutch and, and maybe you and, and i'm the kind of person that i can be swayed like i'm not dead set and i haven't even really ever said i 100% believe LeBron is better than Michael. I think that it's an ongoing conversation, but a lot of times with these lists and these comparisons, we have to define our terms. We have to define what we are talking about, right? So like, are we saying most talented, most accomplished, most wins, most clutch, like best player overall, most dominant, most impactful, most valuable? Like, what are we talking about when you say the GOAT, right? Because you're just like, he's the greatest of all time. And I'm like, but the greatest what? I'm going to use a rap analogy, right? 
because I've always wanted to talk about hip-hop on this podcast, but it's not really a hip-hop podcast, and I know that a lot of hip-hop has explicit lyrics. So if you don't listen to hip-hop, you can tune out for a little bit, but it's going to be quick down to the point. So like people talk about the greatest rapper of all time, and there's usually five people that are in that category. It's Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, Nas, Eminem, right? There's other people that get thrown around like Black Thought, and then whoever favorite rapper, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's been in that conversation probably the last 10 years. Drake is now getting thrown in that conversation. Kanye. And so, cool. Like, I think that the first five that I mentioned are the five that can be mentioned, right? The most impactful rappers to a point, right? But that's the point. Like, I've always thought that Jay-Z was the GOAT. But I've always thought that Jay-Z was the GOAT because he could rap. He could tell stories. He could have good beats, he sold a lot of records, like the whole thing, and he was consistent for 20 plus years in the rap game, but I never thought he was the best rapper, what do I mean by that, so I I never thought he rapped better than Biggie, Tupac, Eminem, or Nas, I never thought as a skill, his rapping ability was better than those guys, so if I was to be like, if you just put like those five dudes on a stage, throw Lil Wayne up there, and throw drake up there and then it was like an american idol and those dudes went up there and and they rapped like to the best of their ability about whatever they were going to rap about who would be the best i would say eminem rapping ability but nas probably told nas 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 tupac and biggie told really really good stories in their songs so they weren't always the bar for bar syllable triple entendres but like Nas just had this unique style. Biggie had this flow and this technical delivery, but was still able to like tell you a story and make you feel a certain way. Tupac was just a cultural icon who really made you feel his music. Like whatever Tupac was feeling, you felt it too, right? And so that's a bunch of different arguments I threw on who the best rapper ever, and I don't think there's a right answer. So we do that with these quarterbacks, and we do that with these NBA players on all-time lists and we're like who's the best basketball player of all time who's the greatest quarterback of all time and it's like what are we talking about are we saying like like just in a vacuum if we took Tom Brady Peyton Manning Dan Marino Aaron Rodgers Patrick Mahomes one day when he's actually played enough games to be in the conversation because what if Patrick Mahomes is just plays terrible for the next 20 years I don't think he will but what if he just turns trash all of a sudden then it's like oh well you put him in the top five that was premature and dumb and so when you put all these guys up next to each other and you like do we look at the stats do we look like okay do we look at clutch performances do we look at how they played in Super Bowls like what are we actually talking about when we talk about like who the greatest of all time is and so a lot of people just kind of throw this out there and they're like hey this guy's the greatest of all time because he's got the most Super Bowls or like they do the whole thing where like Joe Montana never lost in the Super Bowl but he only got there four times and so I think a lot of people get it misconstrued because they don't really think about all the arguments they just throw some words up on an internet platform and it's like hey man like what are we really talking about here real quick and so that's what I think that people have to understand it's like bro like when you like these should be conversations not like this is what I believe and you're dumb because there's a whole lot of people on Twitter that bounce around and say things like that and I'm like all right cool that's your right to believe that but 
it kind of makes you look silly when I'm trying to have an honest, you know, discussion and people are just like, no, man, you're stupid. Like, I can't believe that's the dumbest take I ever heard. And it's like, well, instead, why don't you ask me about why that was my take? Why don't you ask me why I felt that way? Because I'm going to I should do that, too. It's like, hey, like you might think that. Dan Marino is the best quarterback you ever saw play. And he might, like, you might be talking about talent. We might actually be saying two different things, but because you just throw the word goat or put a picture, an emoji of a goat, which is funny. I love the goat emoji. But then it, it changes what we're talking about. But see, they throw this stuff up on the internet all the time because it gets people talking. It gets clicks. It's called clickbait. That's why it's called clickbait, because people will pick it up and listen to it and watch it and do whatever and read it. And they'll have these discussions and these discussions are great. But like, why can't we just enjoy all of the guys? Why does it have to be F that guy because he's not the GOAT? Because people are fans. Fan is short for fanatic. So people get so caught up in this thing called sports and they do it in music that they just lose sight of like, why why can't Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and T.O. all have been great at the same time? Like, why does it always have to be this competition and this this? This putting people on the list and you have to degrade someone else to tell that someone else was great and they can't all just be greats together like why can't I listen to M and J and Pac and Nas and enjoy all their music and not have to always make it a competition but that's kind of like the American way like we've just made everything into a competition and into this thing that we have to always compete and so like, oh my goodness, like we can't like like dude, Tom Brady played again in my conference. I'm a Steelers fan. Like Tom Brady three different times in the playoffs beat my Steelers. Well, I know he beat us at least twice, but I think it was three times. But anyways, like I couldn't stand Tom Brady. But I'm not gonna sit here and act like the dude's not incredible. Now, do I think he's the greatest QB that ever played, as in like who played the position the best? No. But if you take everything considered with his skill and his talent and his wins and what he brought to an organization and how consistent he was, and every time they doubted him, he'd go out there and win a Super Bowl. The dude threw for 500 Super Bowl, I'm sorry, 500 yards in a Super Bowl loss. Like, I'm not going to discount how freaking great that is. So that's just kind of where I stand on that whole topic and conversation of just basically it's like, look, man, like, y'all don't have to knock someone else down to make someone else the greatest let's switch gears so me and my buddy we were talking about parody and sports and there's this conception and i think it's a misconception that especially in baseball and listen i know a lot of you don't like baseball but whatever like i'm not nearly in the baseball as i was when i was a kid because basically the pittsburgh pirates were my favorite team because i lived in pittsburgh from 1990 to 1992 and i was six seven and eight years old and the pirates were really good and then we lost three times in a row in the championship series and then we basically traded or let everybody go including the manager and then they've sucked for 17 years and a couple of years into that i was a kid and i was like i can see where this is going like y'all aren't even trying to be competitive anymore and i'm from the cleveland area so i'll jump over become an indians fan and people were like, oh, you're a traitor. And I'm like, well, whatever. Hasn't really worked out so well. All I got out of that was three World Series losses since 1995. But I was lucky enough that the, that, that the team at least is, an, and it's also a mid-market team, maybe small market, however you want to describe Cleveland and Pittsburgh. They're, they're similar in that area in geogra- geographic location and in the way they spent, but in, in the way that they're, um, financially constructed, I guess. But 
Cleveland always tries to at least keep a competitive team, at least they have since the, the mid-90s. So they might be 81 and 81, but they're very – you're not going to see them go 60 and 100. They're going to build their farm system. And, yeah, they. Tr- I was disappointed with the Lindor trade, but, I mean, if he's not going to sign, you got to get some for him. And they've always got prospects, and they've always built a good farm system, and they've always had decent pitching. And they at least try to fill the lineup and get competitive. And it's like, hey, we might get lucky and make it. And so I'm okay with that as opposed to the Pirates who were just like, hey, like we made the wild card and we didn't win. Now let's just get rid of everybody before they're worth anything. It's not like they're trading these guys in the last year of their contract. It's like, oh, we have to spend money? Nah, bro. And if you think I'm wrong... I don't really care because I'm just kind of done. I, I was done with that a long time ago. I was like, bro, like as a kid, I was so into baseball, I could tell they weren't trying to win. So people had this conception that only like the LA teams and the New York teams and the Chicago teams are competitive. Now, to be fair, before I go into why I disagree with that, the Dodgers have like won eight division titles in a row and they spend a lot of money. The Yankees spend a lot of money. The Cubs, for a couple of years there, spent a lot of money. The Astros are spending a lot of money. So, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. And you can say, oh, that's not fair, but who's it not fair to? Like, these owners all have money, right? And so, my thing would be like, hey, if your team... Like, I think these owners who don't want to spend money should sell these teams to billionaires who want to spend money. Because it's not the Yankees and the Dodgers fall. Like, you want to get a salary cap, it'll make things even, but then teams are still going to not spend money, right? Like, you see that in the NBA and the NFL. Like, you have certain teams, like the Bengals in football, and you have certain teams in basketball, like the Timberwolves or the Cavaliers, except for the LeBron era, where they're like, hey, we're not going to risk going over the luxury tax in the NBA. Or... We're just going to be very cheap and not spend money on facilities and stuff that we need like the Bengals. So you you would still have these owners who are like, hey, we got to save money at all costs. And to me, my argument is these franchises should just be run better. Now, I don't know anything about running a franchise, but this is just me looking from the outside in, right? So let's go over the uh, past couple of teams that were in the World Series, right? So you had Tampa Bay. That's a very, very low market team. They can't even fill up their own stadium when they're good. And they've been to two World Series in the last like 11 or 12 years. Pretty good. And they've been in the playoffs a whole bunch of times. Tampa Bay, small market team, but decently well run. Yeah, they've had to get rid of some of their top end players, but they very rarely, they just started out really, really, really bad. But in recent history, they've been competitive and they've always been able to build back up toward contention. The Dodgers, we talked to them, they won their first World Series since 1988. So they couldn't just buy their way to a championship game because once you get into a series in baseball, it becomes more about matchups and pitching and depth as it does. Like You can have all the stars you want, but can you outlast the team? And they were finally able to do that. You had the Astros, who went to the American League, or one of the worst teams in baseball history. But what did they do? They broke it all down, and they built it back up the right way. So they had all these guys all of a sudden that were really, really good that came out of their farm system. So, and yeah, you could talk about the cheating and all that, but they, those guys are still really good players, right? So they, and then they added some free agents like Verlander and Zach Greinke. I think Greinke played for them. And so like you still had a thing where it was a mix, right? The Washington Nationals were kind of the same way. They drafted Bryce Harper. They drafted Steven Strasburg. They went and got Max Scherzer in free agency. 
they had a bunch of like scrappy veterans. They didn't, they weren't spending like bukus of money, but they were able to field a competitive team. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, who didn't win a World Series for like 80, 90 years. And yeah, they spend money. But what the Red Sox are really good at is they spend a lot of money. And if the team isn't looking good, they're like, hey, we're going to break this thing down. We're going to suck for like one or two years. And then we're going to build it right back up. So they're, they're like the... The, the build up and destroy they and, and rebuild real quick like they're really good at that theo epstein was a great gm for them uh they're also really good as if they notice that a manager's not working they're like hey bro you got to get up out of here Farrell, like okay you were good you're not good boom you got to go like after francona they're like hey and then they brought alex cora back they're like hey like you were really really good as a manager the whole cheating thing but now we bring you back because you know you're a really good manager You've got the Chicago Cubs, who had been terrible pretty much for a long time. And in between, they had pockets of being good, but they were just a laughable loser Cubs. Um, okay, so you had the Indians, talked about them. And then you had the Royals, who went to back-to-back World Series. Not a big market team. San Francisco, not a huge market team. A lot of those guys homegrown. They added some crafty veterans. They won three World Series in six years, or like three and five, right? They won in 2010, 2012, 2014, right? So they won three World Series in five years. And so, like, and that's just since 2014. Now, the St. Louis Cardinals, not a big market team, but a baseball town. Very smart run organization. Yeah, they had pool holes, but they had a lot of guys like David Eckstein and Jim Edmonds and Chris Carpenter and guys that just fit the St. Louis baseball way, right? So then you go look at the NBA. The Bucks have been really good. Why? Because they drafted Giannis. They developed him. He's now a superstar. They got good players around him. Yeah, they haven't won a championship. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they got LeBron James. They built around him. He, they got rid of him. He came back. They got stars. The owner spent money. That's still a small market team, but their owner was like, hey, I'm going to spend to try to get these championships. They only got one, but they went to four. Five if you count the one in 2007 when LeBron was 22. San Antonio, not a big market team. Just smart. They drafted Tim Duncan after they had already had David Robinson for a decade. And they had this culture of just, we're going to have all these guys around that fit a system. And we have a really, really, really good coach. Okay. Um, the Golden State Warriors, San Francisco. Yeah, you can say that's kind of a good market. But they drafted Draymond, Steph, and Clay, and built this thing up, right? The Patriots, they got Tom Brady. They weren't just getting all the greatest free agents ever, but they were building the right way. So my point is, stop blaming everything on the market. The San Diego Padres, all of a sudden, are now spending money. Why? Because they drafted some people that turned out to be really, really good, and they're like, hey, like, let's go for this thing. After years of being mediocre to bad, they're like, hey, like... We got Machado to come here. We have Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, let's see what we can get with this thing. And now the Padres are one of the most interesting teams in baseball. So when you talk about it's only big markets, you're just shortchanging the whole entire argument. And I think that's crazy, and I think that's ingenuous. So disingenuous. So anyways, we're running short on time today. But I hope you enjoyed this, like, super long rant that I just had because... I just saw something and boom, it clicked and I wanted to get on here and discuss it. But anyways, this has been the Dads in Time Out Sports Podcast brought to you by your host, Jesse Williams, a.k.a. J. Will. And until next time, peace.